0: Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. Uh, you know, we're, we're in one of my favorite portions of Scripture. I just sort of realized that um, after the last episode was recorded that, uh, you know, I've gone through this many, many times in various types of ways, but I always see more and more out of this because there's just something about this passage that is so needed for us to understand as the body of Christ today. So we're in Matthew 24 in the 15th verse. I want to go back and read what we've covered the last couple of episodes, and then we'll press on. Jesus is speaking, and he's looking at his disciples. Remember, they asked him a question. When will these things occur and what will be the sign of your coming again and of the end of the age? And then from verses 4 through 14, he gave a gigantic panoramic overview, an overview answer. Now he picks up and says, Therefore, he's backing up in time. He, in other words, he's saying, A lot of everything I just expressed to you and showed you, you got to see this. Therefore, when you see the abomination of desolation, which was spoken of through Daniel the prophet, standing in the holy place, let the reader understand. Then those who are in Judea must flee to the mountains. Whoever is on the housetop must not go down to get the things that are in his house. Whoever is in the field must not turn back and get his cloak. Now, remember, this is Jesus saying this. This is Jesus saying this to the disciples right there and telling them what's going on, that those who are in Judea must flee in this way. Now, most of the modern church blows off this entire passage right here and and just says, oh, this is just for the Jews, so it doesn't apply to us. It's a grievous error. We continue on verse 19. But woe to those who are pregnant and to those who are nursing babies in those days. But pray that your flight will not be in the winter or on the Sabbath. For then there will be a great tribulation, such as has not occurred since the beginning of the world, Until now, nor ever will. Now, in the previous episode, uh, we read that last part two or three times, sort of made a big deal out of it. Since the beginning of the world, until now, nor ever will. Jesus is pointing back to the beginning of all things, when God said, let there be. From that time, running along the the timeline of time, until now, when Jesus was speaking, nor ever will ever will be looking into the future forever and ever and ever. What is going to be like that? Go back and read the whole verse. For then there will be a great tribulation. He's speaking of the great tribulation. He calls it the great tribulation. And he says, this is going to be so bad that it's unlike anything that has ever happened. Unlike anything. And I just go back and think of your favorite historical horrific event. (laughs) You know, in a lot of our lives, people will go back to the Holocaust, that type of thing. Or they'll go back to Mussolini. Or they'll go back to Napoleon. Or they'll go back to various civil wars that nations have had. Or biblically, you can go back. What about what Nebuchadnezzar did? You know, what the Pharaoh of uh, Egypt did. What the Assyrians did, what the Babylonians did, what the Medo-Persians did, what the Romans did. Jesus is saying this, that this tribulation is going to be worse, worse than anything that has occurred up to this point in time. And as a matter of fact, it's going to be so bad, there will never, ever be anything else like that. Think on that for a moment. Seriously, think about that. Let me read it again. For then... Notice there's a then, you know, he's talking about praying and fleeing the mountains. Then there will be a great tribulation, such as has not occurred since the beginning of the world until now, nor ever will. But Jesus doesn't leave it laying right there. He gives us even more insight. The next verse, Matthew 24, 22. Jesus speaking here, unless those days had been cut short, no life would have been saved. But for the sake of the elect, those days will be cut short. Whoa, what in the world is that about? Now, what occurs here is that people (coughs) will immediately say, well, I know what that means, and they'll start quoting uh, what they think about end-time eschatology, end-time events. And usually it's around this idea, well, I've always thought this or I've been taught this. I've actually been uh, having some fun in our local classes here of late because we we're we were studying Zechariah. And the end of Zechariah, chapters 12, 13, and 14, deals with uh, some input to this time right here, some uh, prophetic insight into this time. And uh, a couple of my good friends in class, we were just talking about it, and, I, and you know, they'll say, well, you know, I've always thought this. I said, well, you know, it's good to think, but is our thinking aligned with the Scripture? And he said, well, that's the reason I'm here. And don't you love that? I mean, that's exactly what it should be. We want our thinking to align with the Scripture. And then a lot of times people say, well, I've always been taught this. More than likely, you haven't been taught this. What you have been has had a lot of inference and illusion in your life not illusion though it may be illusion but illusion that there's been a lot of illusion people say oh i'll give an example i remember this happened exactly when it was it was in july 1999 and uh, i just started at a church and i was going to be there just for a little while just helping them out for a little while and they had a guest speaker he's a great guy he's a nice guy he's going to talk about revelation all right i'm there the first service and I'm sitting on the front pew, and he gets up and he reads uh, Revelation 4:1, where John said he heard a voice in the heaven. The voice says, "Come up here." And I mean, you know, people out at- like John hopped in the elevator or walked up the stairs. No, the Spirit took him and transported him. And uh, that uh, Pastor got up and said, "This is a picture of the rapture of the church." And I remember sitting there thinking, "Oh gosh, that that cannot be any more incorrect." And this is a rather quiet church, you know. I mean, they're not real expressive. Uh, nobody's going to be swinging on the chandeliers, and but two or three people, amen, amen. Now, they were amen in the rapture of the church, okay? I'm, I'm going to grant them that grace there. But the guy was totally wrong. But he just didn't know. He was just unlearning, and he was just parodying what he had heard his whole life, okay? And so there's a lot of things that people think they know, but they don't know because they haven't really studied the Scripture. Here's what we can know. This is going to be a tribulation unlike anything that has happened, unlike anything that's happening right now, and it will, it will never happen again. And then this, 22, unless those days had been cut short, they will be cut short. Well, guess what that tells you? That the length of the days are determined. The length of the days that this great tribulation is going to take place is actually determined. You want to know how long it is? I know how long it is. Not because of my great revelation, enlightenment, illumination, and insight. No, simply because the Bible tells us. It tells us in, 70, in several ways three and a half years, 42 months, 1,260 days, time, times, and half time. All those are terminology, terminologies that express this particular period of time. But you say, well, it's been cut short from that. Yes, it has. But you have to see what the totality of scripture says is cut short for the sake of the elect. The elect are the chosen. the elect are those that are believed the chosen ones. And it literally says that all life would uh, no life would been saved, no flesh would be saved. This great tribulation is going to be poured out upon the Jewish people in Israel and upon the church. The church at some point in time after this starts, will be raptured out. The Jewish people will still be here. The Jewish people will experience the entire 1,260 days of this great tribulation. But for those who are elect, they will be, the believers this time, they will be raptured out, and those days will be cut short. But they're going to be extremely evil, extremely evil. He says no life will be saved, but for the sake of the elect, those days will be cut short. You know, a lot of times people read these passages, they get all worried, they get all nervous. If you're really a true believer, take it before the Lord. Don't be fearful. Don't be anxious. Of it. Don't let the enemy mess with you like that. Actually, you'll get to the point where you sort of rejoice over it. Yeah, nobody looks forward to time when you may be executed. You know, nobody looks forward to troubling times. But we know we don't face that alone. And we know we don't face it in the flesh. We face it empowered by the very dwelling presence of the Most High God. It's an entirely different thing, folks. Well, again, my time's up. I'm Dale. I'll see you all in the next episode. Goodbye.